Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. You are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And not really any fictional news. Uh, It's been kind of a slow news week for fantasy, sci-fi, horror novels, and TV shows and video games and stuff, because it is the last week of 2023. Uh, If you're listening to this right now, it's 2024. It's the first day of 2024. Yeah, this is the last day. Chad and I are recording this on New Year's Eve before we go out and do uh, fun things or stay in and do fun things. I don't really know what Chad's plans are. My plans are to uh, hang out and we're going to watch uh, the, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance uh, here in Ooh, my house. Dude. <laughs> Excellent way to bring in the new year. I got a couple um, couple gatherings and I'm going to go out and flirt around. I like being a little yeah. bit of a social butterfly, though on this night, it's like the roads are icy and there's drunk idiots everywhere. So, you know, I'll probably try to minimize it. Yeah. yeah. Not the crazy party animal that I was when I was 20. You know, I, I had, yeah, I was going to go to a concert tonight and then it uh, it sold out. One of my friends was opening for oh. uh, some other bands and uh, he invited us out and then we went to go buy tickets and it was sold out like probably a few hours before I went to go buy the tickets and nothing could be done. So that was kind of our last minute plan that fell through. And then we just decided to uh, stay in, which is fine with me. I mean, I'm, I'm cool either way. I can go out and have fun or I can stay in and have fun. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we, Chad and I haven't really talked, have not really talked since the last Monday, Monday morning minute because we had family things to do. I had family things to do. I was traveling a little bit. Chad was busy with his folks and his big, Chad has a gigantic family. So he was busy with all of them. We didn't get to see each other. It was, it was sad. Though I will say Hanukkah was like the week before. So I wasn't like super Christmasing. But it's still just like, it's such a busy week. And it's also a week where like nobody knows anything no one's emailing anyone back nobody's (laughs) calling anyone back no one's texting anybody back everybody's just kind of in this weird liminal space where save it for next year kind of yeah so in that vein i couldn't really find any cool news that was happening this week if there was hit me up i'm kind of curious dude the news is we all survived yeah, we all survived. We, we did it, it guys. We, we got another it. one. Uh, Chad and I did a lot of podcasting this year. Uh, this yeah, will be kind of a did. little more laid back of a podcast for sure. Maybe a little bit shorter because Chad, it sounds like he's going to go do stuff and then come home and edit. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, 2023 was so busy. I'm going to interrupt you no, before this. Uh, before we did this episode, Evan was like, are you drinking? Because <laughs> he didn't want a <laughs> terrible episode. And fair enough. Uh, yeah. But no is the answer. I got to drive and stuff. So Appreciate I won't be drinking, you. you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we did so much this year. Uh, I I got a a Discord, not a message, but somebody posted in the Discord. And if you do, if you're not in the Discord, or you didn't see this this post, this response that I did. I'll kind of go over it a little bit, but um, you know, somebody had said, "Where's the schedule?" And actually, I've gotten a few Instagram DMs and some comments and stuff that are like, "What's the schedule for this year for Book Reviews Kill? What's the, what's up with that?" Which is such a cool question to be asked. I'm I'm happy as hell. I'm happy as hell that people are are, are so keyed into what we're doing. But yeah, Chad and I are going to ease it back a little bit this year, not with like the amount of content or anything. We still want to give you, I mean, obviously the Monday episode is not going anywhere. We still want to make sure to give you your episodes. Um, but we are kind of changing it up just a little bit more because like, dude, we didn't have any surprises last year. Like we didn't do, it, it felt so rigid. It felt like we were at work. Like it felt like we were right. disappointing ourselves. It felt like we were disappointing our fans. We literally had the whole schedule for on january 1 you know for the whole year it was fun for sure but you know i think that what i'd really rather do this year is you know obviously 2024 for book review skill is going to be the year of malazan like that is what (laughs) that is what we are doing on this podcast uh and i think that we're going to make a rule with that for the monday episodes we just don't really talk that much about malazan i think that's just like a good idea which we're going to try try very hard unless some (laughs) but um we'll, we'll we'll keep 
Malazan, we, we will maybe, we'll almost be of, of two podcast minds. You know what I mean? Like we'll have, <laughs> we're going to be the, the BRK Malazan podcast and then everything else that we do. So, but you know, with that said though, like focusing on one series, like focusing on Throne of Glass, fo- focusing on maybe, um, maybe Cradle, thinking about doing Cradle uh, mm. or Locked Tomb, uh, Throne of, uh, not Throne of Glass. That, so. That's a lot, right? Cradle is many. Like 13 books, but like they're all, yeah, they're all like, like after, 300 pages. I feel pages. like after like, Broken, uh, Throne of Throne of Glass and Malazan. We should just hit up a ton of novellas and like one one book. You know? Maybe yeah, I don't know. But but that's what I'm saying though. It's like I would love to do. I would love to do some standalones that people weren't expecting. Just just yeah. drop them on everybody. Um, maybe some older books from like the 50s, 60s, 70s, like stuff like that. Um, I'd like to get into some. Uh, some more independent authors for sure uh try to keep things as diverse as possible on here too like always kind of like pushing for more diversity more outside of our comfort zones the different types of stories and ideas i think are important you right know? exactly and and so like with with having like a rigid schedule i felt like it's cool that we did that but also i don't know i felt a little set you know what i mean i felt like okay well that's what we have to do and it's and totally. it's like, I don't really want to have that year. Yeah. Or feel like reading a ton simultaneously and like, I can't read anymore, oh gosh, you know, pulling my hair yeah. out and then being like, but I'm still behind somehow. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think being, having a little bit, yeah, really frustrating. And I think having a more like linear approach to our reading where it's like, read one all the way, boom, read the next one, you know, and just kind of go back to our roots a little bit. I think that'll be really helpful. And also Malazan. <laughs> And also Malazan. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I say that with a the hint, a, a, a strong dash of hypocrisy. It's not, I don't know. Because <laughs> I'll definitely be reading Throne of Glass and Malazan while I'm reading one book only. Right. And so <laughs> it's like we're almost like, it's like we're taking it from reading five books at a time to reading three books at a time, which you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm much, I'm much more cool with that. But yeah, uh, 2024. And you know me, dude, and you, we're not going to be able to just do that. We're going to be like, oh, dude, I started a series. Like, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying so hard. I know I Dude, I did. I just okay. Well, why don't we get right into that? Because I did start a series. Because I'm so <laughs> oh, but, ridiculous. No, go ahead. Uh, we can we can no, we can no. delay me talking about my stupid decisions. Yeah, yeah. Just real the- fast. <laughs> I just want to say to support our decision. Sure. And I think like so many of our uh, listeners have been like rolling their eyes probably in their car when they hear us like complaining about being behind or like uh, reading because like. It, and and knowing that it's an attempt on our part to make more and better content and them just kind of giggling, being like, that's really not like what makes the better content, you know, because I know we've had a lot of messages from like the response on Spotify. People being like, don't be yourself up. You're reading enough. Read one book at a time. We just like hanging out with sure, you sort yeah. of thing. And that was those those were so important. So if you were one of the many that sent us messages or reviews or something along those lines with that message in there, that uh, that helped a ton. So thank you. No, really. I mean, I mean, we're. I'm I'm not doing this in a, in any attempt to like chase trends or like put out like some kind of ridiculous amount of content or anything. It's mostly just so that Chad and I can feel like we're a little more on the ball and we're a little more consistent. And I want to enjoy this stuff. Like I don't want to have to like. Totally. It's not we're not working here. I mean, like we are working. Right. We started this because we love. Books. Yeah. Exactly. So, but everybody that is listening right now, thank you very much for sticking out 2023 with us while we read so many books like I mean, we read tons and tons of stuff we had tons. so many episodes um and you know we'll see what 2024 has for us i mean lots of evergreen content yeah lots and lots of content still ahead of us in 2024 not to mention i mean like house of the dragon's gonna come out in 24 2024 yeah. we're gonna have to cover every episode of house of the dragon you know there's it. no way we're not gonna do <laughs> i kind of missed that yeah, no little. we're gonna do that so i mean we are gonna have some peaks 
Yeah, all that being said, I think, you know, there's something to be said for the schedulers out there. Um, there's a fine line. Obviously, we veered too far towards the scheduling on one side. Now, this way, we don't want to, uh, you know, veer so hard, sure. yeah. far back the other direction. We throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I think, you know, you can expect like, you know, two, three months. We will let you know we'll what's like, going on. Yeah, we'll let you yeah, know. So that way you have yeah. enough time to read, uh, acquire them. Sure, that's a good point, too. We're not yeah. leaving you hanging. We won't leave everyone hanging. We won't just drop a bunch of stuff on you. But yeah, like we are definitely, I'm not you know oh, it's like it's like i just remembered just now in this second what we were supposed to be reading this time of, of the year we were supposed to be reading malazan right now and the Aberson or lost kingdom i, I should say um by garth nix is that the first we like completely oh, spaced it, okay. that we were going to do those so that's what i'm talking about you know what i mean it's like it's like that's, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about it's like i don't want to do that anymore i don't want to like i don't want to over promise and under deliver Right. And I think we did that a little bit in 2023 yes, yes. and I hate doing that kind of totally. stuff. I've always Same. hated doing that kind of stuff. And just for all of our fans, all of our followers, all of our listeners, that was not our intention at all. And we're taking steps to no. make sure that we don't do that anymore. But enough of the corporate speak. Let me tell you what I did. Tell me now about the series that you started. This, this, this weird, this weird, weird, wacky, wonderful last week of the year where nothing gets done. But I did read a pretty decent amount, actually. Uh, okay. So uh, I finished the Golden Enclave by uh, Naomi nice. Novik. Um, I liked it exactly, like literally down to the, to an atom, like exactly as much as the second book. Like, I, I don't think that I, I don't think this is a trilogy for me. I don't think, I'm not, I don't know how much I would really recommend this to, to most people. Uh, I think that hmm. if it really depends on what you're looking for, like if you do want like a first, like if you want first person with a lot of characterization for one character and like a cool setting with a, a lot of things to pick up on yeah but i mean it but if you want something that's like <laughs> um i don't know i don't know what word to use like it's just not for me like it's i i, I don't i didn't vibe with it i I, I, did, I didn't vibe with it for most of it i think it's because of the voice it was because of the writing it was because of the just the, the the general presentation of it now that being said i do think the world building is really cool I do think that the um, the main character, I actually kind of, she she really grew on me, actually. Only until the very end. She was not the reason why I liked this story, this series, but I did like it a lot. I think that um, her arc was interesting, for sure. Like, it was... It was oh, really interesting, yeah. yeah. And I don't think that they're bad books or anything. I just, like, I, I don't think I'm ever going to read them again. Like, I, I think that... Like there's a lot to pick out of them, but also I feel like I didn't, I feel like almost the whole time I was reading, I didn't quite get what I was really looking for, which is a yeah, weird a feeling. flavor to these yeah. books. Um, and sometimes you don't want to eat that flavor, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah I'm really good for sweet. This is really savory. I, I get what you're saying. Totally. I did really like yeah. them. Um, and, and, you know, you mentioned like the world building, which is, there was a lot of really cool ideas within the world building and the world itself. I liked the world, but I didn't like the world building, I guess is mm, how I want to say, wow, yeah. how I should say this. Cause like, it, the story seemed to give you exactly as much uh, information as you need to like understand what's happening right now in this story. Yeah. But like outside of that, yeah, I was hit with little shotgun blasts of like, you know, filling in the lines sort of of the world, you know, with some color that she had painted. But like, man, I was pretty unhappy with like the overall like understanding of the world at the end of this series. It just kind of gave you as much as you needed to understand the story. And, you know, that that has its point, but I, I felt it was a little wanting there. So it, it definitely is unique and not for everybody. And, and it's really like you got to be in the mood for it. Cause, and I feel like I was, and I really enjoyed it. I think you were in the mood. Yeah. I think it, I think it bounced off of me, but it really stuck to you, which is cool. I mean, yeah, I liked yeah. it a lot. If you are looking for another school type 
setting Always. with lots of cool world building and magic. Might I suggest John Bierce's Mage Errant, of which I read the first one, and I'm well into the second one right now. Uh, the first book is called Into the Labyrinth. It was awesome. It's on Kindle Great Unlimited. Yeah, people have been telling me to read it for a long time. There's seven of them, and they get longer with every one of them. It's great. Like, I really <laughs> liked it. Um, I don't, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's funny because we're reading so much like school, magic school trope stuff. Um, oh, I was funny because of the length. I was laughing because of the length. <laughs> oh, no, they get it's like seven books. So there's long. a lot of, uh, yeah, I can't believe I read it. I'm starting another. I'm not, this is going to be like a back burner series. I'll read them. They're kind of like with you and he who fights with monsters. It's very easy to read. Like, it's very, it, it, doesn't, okay. it doesn't feel like, it's not quite like middle readers. I would call it, it feels young, like young adult, like I almost said young A. It feels YA, uh, but not quite like, it's not like Percy Jackson, really. It's more like... Is it the one that they made a movie about with Dustin Hoffman? No. Is that? No. Oh, okay, because that's called Into the Labyrinth, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of stuff called Into the Labyrinth. Probably, a lot of labyrinth things. But no, but, but Mage Aaron is a seven-book series by John Beers. It's, uh, I'm pretty sure John Beers is an independent author. This stuff is on Kindle Unlimited. You can read it if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. This isn't an ad or anything. I just think Kindle Unlimited is pretty cool uh, because you can read an entire series on there for like a couple bucks a month. But I really like awesome. the first one. I mean, it was like 220 pages. I read it in like two days or something like that. Um I really liked the characters. The characters were really cool. Um, John Beers's imagination is awesome too. Like some of the stuff, and it, it's kind of like, I mean, I want to give Naivy Novik some props too, because she's got like a pretty strong imagination too. And like some of the stuff that she comes up with, I feel like because I've read two magic school kind of situations close to each other, I will say that so far I really like Mage Errant more than I like Skolomance, uh, because Man, John... that cover. Yeah, John Beers's... We talk yeah, about no, that seriously, seriously. Holy like, cow. John Beers's <laughs> imagination, like, there's just parts where I was reading it where I was like, seriously? Like, that's in front of these people right now? Like, I can't... I, like, it's like just the stuff that he decides to, like, throw into his world. One thing I will say, though about mage Aaron, if i was going to put on my critic pants man like the, the the magic system is definitely like a lot like at first at first okay. i was like damn this is like getting pretty dumpy is it like somebody who was like i don't like it where they just think too hard so i'm making one and then just like invented calculus um kind of i mean like it's not necessary it's not quite like calculus or anything it's just i think it's just the growing pains of like getting into a new series where like magic it, it's very important that you understand like you know there's like attunements and affinities and like and like like it's oh. just it's it's like i feel like brandon sanderson does this a little bit too where it's like I, I can't really get this information to you any other way than to just say it you know what i mean like it, I just, right, I right. have to use you, you. It's so important that you know this very clearly, but it's a lot of it. It's almost like having somebody right, like our characters literally went to school to right, this. So you're going to kind of, yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> yeah. sometimes um, it's almost like somebody is like reading like a video game manual to you, and, you know, before you start like playing a video uh, game. Uh, and it's like, it's very important that you know these things before you start playing the game. And the game's not really going to tell you this. So like, you really need to like, you just need to know. Uh, so just let's just let's just rip the band-aid off kind of thing. But I didn't mind it very much because it doesn't really linger there where I felt like with um Skolomance, like those kinds of like, oh, and, and in case you didn't know, like this is also a thing. Like we're still getting that like into the late into the second book kind of thing. You know what I mean? Where it was just like, oh, and I'll add this on top of the mountain of information you need to, you need to know, and I'll add this and I'll add this with like <laughs> like this this kind of like endless dumping of stuff. That's kind of like totally. all kind of like front loaded in the first part of Mage Aaron, and then the rest of it's like a ton of fun and it's like really wacky and cool. And then I'm into the second one right now and it feels even better. And I've heard that each book gets better as they go. 
So I don't know. I don't know if this is like me starting a new series or if I'm going to like read the second one and then put it down for a little bit. And um, I'm going to kind of mess around a little bit more this year with like, with exception to the things that you and I are reading for the podcast, I might jump around a little bit more, you know, like I might read a couple things and then like genre. Um, Yeah. Like, I mean, I might read uh, Mage Errant, a few of those, and then go finish the second House Witch book and then maybe go read I don't know, the, the second book in Samantha Shannon's series that I haven't read yet, and then jump back into some science fiction. I want to read some Peter Hamilton. You could probably spend the whole year just reading the rest of series that you've only read the first book of. <laughs> Maybe, you yeah, know? I could probably do that. <laughs> but like, Which honestly might not be a bad But year. I don't really mind doing that. I like, I like running around and tasting a bunch of different stuff. I mean, the only real drawback to that is that like, I feel like as a reviewer and as a content creator, the reason I've been so dead set on like finishing out series that are complete and kind of like making sure mm. is that if I want to give any sort of review that I, that it's better that I've finished all of it so that I can tell you. So like with Mage Errant, I might make a video on the first couple and just like tell everybody what to expect and then not really give like a critique. Like I think that this year I might be kind of dancing around a little bit more. There's just so much stuff I want to read, man. Like there's so much. I kind of want to do the same. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think that'll pair nicely with the like steadfast tree trunks of Malazan and Throne of Glass right. that we'll be reading. It's kind of like fl- have some branches, some leaves flitting around it, you know, yeah. kind of jumping about. So I think those two will will pair nicely. We'll see. Um, You know, like uh, th- that's the cool thing about being a mood reader, you know. Uh, and that's the cool thing about being in a really awesome community, too, is that I, do, I very rarely, you know, it's happened, but I very, very rarely get people that are like, I can't believe you stopped reading this. Like, I'm so mad at you. Or like, right. people get it. People are really cool. That's like one of the the main rules of reading as a hobby is like, don't force it. Don't force yourself to, if you don't like it, don't, you don't have to read it. You don't have to keep doing Unless you're like halfway through David Bad and like ten thousand people are reading sure, it with you, yeah, and like you should probably finish, finish it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's almost like when I tell people that, and they're like, "Well, I have to read this book for school," and it's like, "Well, yeah, you should read it for school." Like you don't. Yeah, no, like, no. I mean, yeah, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Major Aaron was really cool. I'm gonna keep reading those, and then also uh, I started reading Duma Key by Stephen King. Key. Yeah, it's a book that came out in 2008. Can you hear my keys? Can you hear my, can you hear my typies? Yeah, totally. My, yeah, on your new keyboard. Types. Dude, have you just been loving when you're writing a story? Like, it's like the sound of creation. Like, um, kind of. I mean, like, I my fingers are sausage fingers, and my, this keyboard is, uh, I don't, it's just different, like, adjusting to a knee. You're on an adjustment curve. Yeah, you're a learning curve, adapting. I'm trying to, f- I see, because I don't know what Duma Key is about. I've read the first, like, 60 pages. It seems so far to be about like an old kind of like millionaire kind of guy who um he has like a construction business and he like crashed his truck into a crane and it like messed him up really really badly to the point where his wife wanted a divorce because he was acting out really really irrationally and stuff and like his his lawyer i think or his accountant or something tells him to move to florida to try and like start drawing again or something i don't know it's like this guy has a, a really terrible accident where he almost dies and then his accountant tells him he needs to get out of his comfort zone for a little bit. Uh, that's kind of what's happening so far. Uh, I like it so far. I mean, it's kind of giving me, it's it's like almost the same as the beginning of Bag of Bones, which I kind of like the beginning of that and then didn't really like the rest of the book. So we'll see what happens with this. I'll kind of report back next week and let you know what's going on with that. I don't even know if I'm going to finish it. Looks like his art where he like moves to this town it starts like revealing like visions or something and so he gets some sort of magical powers yeah i'm 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 curious to see what happens with this it's pretty long but man it's like i know that i wax poetic about stephen king all the time but it's like as soon as i started reading it i was just like oh there he is like 
hell yeah like i just fucking i just love this guy so much like i just love the way he writes and before i knew it i had like 50 pages read um you know and um yeah i just i love that with the book i will definitely report back because duma key seems to be one of his more like now that i've kind of read all of stephen king's bangers i'm kind of looking for if there's any like underrated stuff that people kind of overlooked and duma key seems to be one of those that like the consensus on reddit seems to be like yeah you should read duma key because it's like that's like one of the ones that people just kind of didn't read for some reason and it's, it's like um like revival hmm. like revival's on. really really good and um i don't think that many people read that also under the dome is really good but they made a crappy show out of it so nobody took it seriously but like under the dome is a really good book too it's really long it's funny i bet you if we looked up like world events during some of those books they were like man this book is so slept on it's like yeah it probably was released during a time that everyone was really distracted or just kind of slept under the covers or something you know it's probably some big coinciding world event that maybe uh, made a bunch of marketers are really unhappy I mean, this came out in 2008 so financial crisis like maybe yeah, people weren't yeah, really buying books or something i don't know but i mean maybe it was really popular but i was 18 and on drugs and i didn't know what stephen king books <laughs> right, yeah, at the time were like popular but i know that like <laughs> right. i know that if i made a video about it right now i nobody would care <laughs> i'm talking about it on my podcast and i bet <laughs> yeah. nobody cares it's just, <laughs> it's like a a 15 year old stephen king book that nobody has ever read but i've just been ignoring you looking at the end of the labyrinth cover that's this totally whole time, which fine. is so that's no, totally kidding, fine. i've been listening but it's this cover is so cool man <laughs> like it just lets you know immediately that you're in for a magical school i know you've moved on from here no, but no, no. major is really i mean right dude you should face. read the first one you should check it out it's on kindle unlimited like i mean it's it's cool. Like it's, it looks really cool. Uh, John Beers had a lot of fun with it. it. I would recommend it to anybody. Like really, I mean, like if you like magic school type stuff, the the plot moves really really quickly. Cool. It's got a a wise old teacher, stuff. like, but he's kind of eccentric, and it's 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 just everything you would want out of. And I mean, it's like a found family trope. It's it's awesome. Like it's really really good. Like like I said, the only wow. thing about it that I didn't love was that it felt a little info dumpy at times. But like also, it's funny. Like I'm very charitable with my reviews and stuff. But like also, I feel like I'm I'm like very like difficult to please sometimes because like I really I really don't like info dumping. Like I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. I get so bored so fast. And like even though if it's, if it's even if it's like really important information, I am not trying to no, learn. Seriously, that's why like that's why I hate I hate political <laughs> intrigue. Like I hate like. Uh, all kinds of like yeah. but chad loves that kind of stuff like chad loves like i don't love political intrigue so much but i do love me some like like war planning like, oh, oh if, yeah like definitely. If, if, if people are standing around intrigue, a table maybe, with a yeah. map around if people are standing around a map oh, on yeah. a table chad is so into that scene bunch of figurines <laughs> and they're like okay that's how we're going to use the terrain i'm like oh yeah but i hate those scenes oh my god i hate those scenes just do it <laughs> don't tell me you're gonna do it i know like, <laughs> i will say that like <laughs> you know when it's surprised upon us like at the end sure. of faithful and the fallen with um well, i guess i won't give it away but the surprise that we get at the end of the faithful and fallen yeah. the strategy they employ it's probably a better presentation right. if they had been standing around a table and they've been like here's what we're gonna do and then they just did it i like to know for sure whether or not it's an accident or if they planned that like masterful like obviously that one was like they definitely planned it but you know sometimes Wasn't that something that we had talked about in one of our episodes one of our many many episodes recapping books i think i can't remember what books we were talking about but it was like i think it was red rising or something where it was like if they talk about what they're gonna do it's not gonna work and if they but totally. if they don't talk about <laughs> yeah. what they're gonna do and it's happening it's gonna work <laughs> we have a, we have a plan and it's cool it's well, definitely it's totally not gonna, gonna work yeah, it's yeah. definitely if there's if yeah. there's a scene 
scene where people are standing around a table talking about something, that plan is not going to work. Something bad is going to happen. Like, <laughs> It'd be hilarious to like write a book where they plan a lot and always have the plans. Work. And even if they acknowledge bad things, like, and this thing's pro- this guy's probably going to come in and like betray us or something right at the so end. Boring, and then, like, so everything fast, they say though, happens. Because you, I know, it really would, huh? Um, exciting things without the like um surprise you know uh you real fast you said he had a lot of fun writing this book and that's a good compliment that makes that's like a really good it makes me want to read it i'm like okay cool you know you can tell there's like parts where he describes something and you're just like man i bet you were laughing your ass off when you typed this out like you like period oh yeah (laughs) like you couldn't possibly have written this with a straight face this is too cool this is way too cool um, but that's like most, that's totally. mostly it for me. Um, I did want to talk real quick about what's been filling up a decent amount of my time this week because, Ooh. because this week has been just, like I said, I, I, and even if I was emailing people, nobody got back to me. I didn't get back to anybody who was emailing me. <laughs> I'm so sorry if people have been DMing <laughs> me and I haven't gotten back to you. Uh, it's just been one of those weeks and I know that everybody else feels the same. But what I did do for a decent amount of this week, I've been replaying Skyrim and I'm on a good play. I'm, oh, yeah, on, I'm on such a good playthrough right now. I'm level 51, baby. Yeah, have you already become a stealth archer? Uh, of course. I mean, like, I'm, yeah, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've tried, I tried, but I just... We always already try something else funnel into it but like i'm a nord but i'm on the imperial side like so my backstory is that i've turned on my people and 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 i'm i know right i'm going i'm going like down down a dark path but also (laughs) but the the story in skyrim is pretty complicated you know what i mean like like Uh what's going what's actually going on like when you when you hear the imperial side (laughs) when you when you listen, when you hear them out, uh, I'm just... <laughs> like, well, they are getting taxed quite a bit to pay for this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like uh, playing through it again. I just wanted like a little nod to Skyrim. Like it's such a good time of year for it. I'm not breaking the game with mods or anything. I wanted to tell everybody who's listening, if you're curious what mods I'm using. Hey, you're a purist. I am using some mods because... You tell everyone who, what a mod oh, is. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, so mods are basically like... <laughs> Thank you, Chad. Pre- appreciate that. I forgot not, not every you. one of our thousands of listeners uh, play Skyrim like I do. Uh, so like uh, Skyrim, if you didn't know, is a fantasy RPG video game. It came out in 2011. It's pretty old. It's pretty dated. <laughs> it's been out for a while. It's so, it's so good. good. It's amazing. Uh, it's very nostalgic at this point. But uh, what it is, is a very open world game. There's a lot of elements to it and it didn't come out in the best shape. So what happened was a lot of people, the, the Skyrim community <laughs> got together. Kind. Yeah, the Skyrim community got together and started kind of messing with the source code and like i don't know how modding works or anything but like they they started it's basically like cheat codes but also like just little bug fixes and changes to the game and stuff um so when you're playing the game like the the creators of the game bethesda they kind of embraced the modding community and said we're going to bring this all on and make it official and you can just do it in the game instead of having to like go to a website and like add it to your game on your computer or whatever hack the code but uh so some of the mods will really break the game and they'll really so you can do like you know infinite health or like infinite acrobatics so like you can you can fly or like whatever the hell and those there's like a line right so for me personally everybody's line is different but like i don't want to break the game like i don't want to make the game not challenging anymore which you can very easily do that's not you can really easily do that so like what, what i do is i do um fast leveling which makes it so that it's just a little bit fast it's like two times the leveling or something because like as you level up in that game, just like with most RPGs, the more you level up, the longer it takes you to level up. The more exponentially the more, yeah, the longer, more XP. Yeah. And in Skyrim in particular, for Ugh. some reason, the if you once you get into like once you're leveling into like the eighties and nineties with some of those skills, it takes 
you, you like forgot like when the when the last time you even leveled up in like one-handed or archery or whatever it was so with this mod yep. it, it lets you level up a little bit faster then you can upgrade those skills a little bit faster so it just makes it a little more fun and then also i've got some graphics mods and stuff and just some bug fix mods and things like that that's what so, i would always do the graphics mods you know like your rains they add in weather and totally. stuff it's cool it's the the when the developer's going to release the like access you get kind of like a big like toolkit of like here's all the different land textures sure, and the yeah. items and all and you can just build stuff i built myself a few little towers that would be like my home totally. you know it's like yeah a little tower <laughs> and i'm very organized when i play skyrim like i i have all i have certain chests and certain like i have everything in my house Hiding, like hanging dwemer armor on the thing yeah I have everything just to for if anyone was curious what i was filling up my time this week with and probably the next few weeks uh i've been playing a lot of skyrim i, I love that game so freaking much and um it's just been such a good time of year for it yeah and um i've played it so much that i can listen to audiobooks like while i like that's how i finished the golden enclaves i was playing skyrim you know and and i wasn't playing like story missions or anything i was just kind of like cave crawling i was just like going into dungeons and like you know uh killing a bunch of bandits and looting and you know then going back and selling all my stuff and i was just like keep grinding like that grind for a couple hours like <laughs> while i was playing uh, while i was listening to audiobooks but yeah that's uh been my week uh, apart from that you know just trying to take care of myself you know uh, 2023 was, this is, this is an episode for reflection, I feel. Uh, so like 2023 was very, to be totally transparent, uh, pretty self-destructive on my part. Um, just in the sense that like was, I got really into content creation and not really into much else, <laughs> like not really into anything else. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't outside much. I wasn't hanging out with my friends as much. I just kind of got into a work hole, you know, and that kind of happens sometimes. And I think I overworked myself in a lot of ways and I also underworked myself <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, it was like a focus thing. I did the yeah. same thing, like focusing on 10 projects at once yeah. and then kind of failing at all yeah, of them. Sure. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. So like, um, yeah, over the last couple of months, just been, just been really like working out a lot, eating really healthy, uh, drinking a lot of water, trying to get as much sleep as possible and stuff. And just really kind of like making that like my physical and mental health, like more of a priority. So yeah. like, that's and what I'm going to be doing. Remind yourself for the fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. you kind of nailed it earlier when you're saying you had a lot of fun writing this, like make sure you're having sure. a lot of fun yeah. writing your books, you know, and that's because yeah. uh, it'll totally translate into the content you make and the book you write. I feel like it will. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a wild year. Uh, the first like, like nine months of it was like really rough. And then, a lot of stuff fell into place and a lot Same. of really cool things are happening. And I can't wait to tell all of you that are listening uh, some of the really cool things that are happening kind of like behind the scenes here, uh, which Chad knows and he's smiling right now. Um, but cool <laughs> things are happening and I'm excited. And I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm stoked. You needed a fat win too. Yeah, you know, definitely. you just needed a big one. You know, it'd been what a full year and a half since you had gone from like 10,000 followers to like 200,000 followers. That's got to get old after, you know, it's like I'm no longer riding the wave of being famous. I guess. I don't know. Like, I still, I still feel like I'm riding all kinds of different waves, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like you're hitting the tube on a lot of them. So keep doing it, man. Thanks, dude. Let's turn it, let's turn it over to you. What'd you, what'd you do this week? Oh, man. I was all over the place this week. I had some friends in town visiting. So I got to hang out with them, which was pretty fun. So I didn't read a ton. I did read a ton, but not like uh, maybe comparatively to the average week. But I got a lot done. I was trying to like wrap up some projects because as I was alluding, it wasn't just um, random happenstance that I used the like started 10 projects and failed at all of them. No, no, that's because I feel like I did that a few times this year. And so a lot of this week was like, OK, what projects do I care about? Which ones do I not? Which ones do I care about? But like 
I don't have time to do and accomplish them well, just because with the way, you know, there's so many online gurus out there who can teach you so many different things, especially when it comes to like the e-commerce or like online wait, making money from home niche. And all of them, first off, are presented so easy and they're not. But like they're real easy to start a lot of them. Yeah. And since they're so easy to start a lot of them if you don't pick one and get real dang good at it then you're gonna fail at all of them because there's a lot of competition and it's just silly to think that you can do two some things better than one person like like the whole rest of the world can do one thing it's like no (laughs) like you arrogant (laughs) sob you you cannot do that so i uh, i killed a lot of projects which was kind of sad sometimes you know you're like man you buy etsy store like uh, you have 200 designs on you (laughs) you know but uh, you got to kill what uh, trees are not growing. So sure. that's what I did. And it was a little bit painful. Oh, yeah, as far as the stuff that I was reading here. Okay, so I finished Murtag. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I was really milking that ending <laughs> just because <laughs> yeah, I were. didn't really want it to be over. Yeah. And it was it was really good. It was, it was probably top. But it was probably my favorite standalone book that I read this wow, year. Wow, that's high praise. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think as far as just like overall comparison, probably in my, definitely in my top 10 list for wow, sure. That's so cool. For sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was what just a surprise. fresh, and yet at the same. Sorry, not yeah, to interrupt was, you. I was really yeah. surprised, honestly. No, no, you're good. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be. I don't know what I thought. I didn't <laughs> think that it was going to be as good as it is. That's for sure. Okay. That's for sure. And and I guess I'm coming off of uh, maybe my experience with Red Rising and that whole not series, the final three, just kind of feeling tired and washing and repeat, repeating the old that I thought we had kind of fixed or at least come to a reasonable conclusion. And this was so new and so different yet it was still like the same old world that i loved you know so it was just man it was it was very well done and if you know there was kind of a little part of my mind that wondered like how much of these books did christopher palini write like what it was 17 (laughs) 16 you know yeah like who knows who knows you know and i don't think that he got like a ghost writer for this book or anything and so it really it it to remove the last tiny sliver of like doubt of the eyebrow i had arching in in his direction because the writing was similar in style but more skilled in its expression and was like he clearly wrote the first ones and he clearly wrote this one yeah i mean i'd be a lot more skeptical if like aragon and um eldis were like like a duology and then he literally hadn't written anything in like 15 years or something like that i'd definitely be like well wait what is it? But mm. I mean, he also put out um, "To Sleep in a Sea of Stars." He put out uh, all the fractal verse stuff, and, and um, I mean, inheritance. The fourth book in the inheritance cycle uh, is like the writing, at least, is much better than the writing in Aragon. Like, I mean, you can tell that he really was growing so much from being a teenager, and even the writing in Aragon is like pretty friggin' solid. I think. I mean, I've read. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, that's why I thought maybe he had a ghostwriter. Oh, you, you think he had a ghostwriter <laughs> at like fifteen? I mean, maybe. I just, I had a little sliver of doubt. Sure, but now yeah, I yeah. No, what I'm, I'm saying. Uh, I think maybe probably what happened for 15, and this is purely speculation, but I think purely, what what might have happened with Aragon is like he wrote the draft and like maybe did a revision or something and it got heavy edits, like really, really, really heavy edits. Right. Like, like super professional. Maybe his parents had a little bit more to do with like the final product than, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I yeah. don't think the guidance shaping the story, but I think his, it was his idea. But, but honestly, I mean, I think that with, uh, from eldest uh, on like books two, three and four, that was probably mostly Balini. Like, I mean, he was like 18, 19 moving into his twenties. Like, uh, maybe Eldis maybe had a similar editing process to Aragon. This is just, this is all my thoughts. I don't even know if any of this is true, but I just imagine that, um, cause Brissinger and Inheritance definitely feel like 
it, it, they feel like they weren't really decided as much on committee. You know what I mean? Like they, they feel very much more like, mm-hmm. like this is all in this guy's brain. Like this is right. Cause if it was a committee, those books would have taken a few different <laughs> turns for sure. But yeah, I'm excited to hear about Murtag. Like, cause I bought it and I, I wasn't, I hadn't really prioritized really it. Yeah. It. I was just kind of like, I was excited to have it and I wanted to support Christopher Paolini. And, but now that you're this excited about it, I'm kind of stoked. I might read that a little sooner than I thought I was going to. It was very like comfortable yeah. in its like expression. Oh, wow. Like I was just like, man, this is like it was a. It, I want like I, I use cozy in that it was not a cozy book. It was very much not a cozy book, but it was cozy in that it's a style of writing and a adventure tale that I'm very familiar with, and so I like that type of book. And you know, Aragon gets one might even argue a bit big for its britches, but it gets regardless of how much you like it, it's very much a big yeah. in scope. There's different characters and tons, you know, the whole world really is, yeah. is aflame. Yeah. And this was just like one, it was nice. Like I would start a chapter and I'd be like in my brain, my brain would go, which character are we starting with this time? Even though like it, it was the only character in the book. So everyone started with Murtag and Thorn, and that was just so nice and refreshing. I really like yeah. that. I think I like single point of view more than multi point of view. I, I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you if you can do yeah. multi point of view like really well, deep fucking yeah, I'll read it. Like of course, Song of Ice and Fire. Like yeah, I'm down. This is awesome. Uh, Stormlight Archive, you mm-hmm. know, like great. Like, but even with those books, but, but there's still like, some characters. Like, oh, yeah, like I mean, there were definitely some. Uh, some brand chapters and some Sansa chapters where I was like, man, I really don't want to read this. Some Cersei chapters. I like the Cersei chapters. It's funny. I was just talking to Vaughn oh, about it. I just it. hated her so much. Oh my God. Speaking of Vaughn, my brother, I, I don't want to, I don't want to intrude on your week here. Oh no, keep going, man. We're, this is a team sport. <laughs> but Vaughn has been reading The Way of Kings and he, he's oh, like 600 pages into it. The last time I talked to him, he's wow. still, he's very excited about it. He, cause it's with Way of Kings. Wow. Like, He's tried it a couple of times and he's like, man, this is too confusing. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on. And every time I was like, dude, you just, you have to just, just push through. Push through. It, it, this is a gigantic series. How is it too confusing? It's just a guy like suffering, <laughs> I mean, like holding bridges. He like, was like a slave. It's to like be fair, slave to be fair. Job. I mean, like, I think that <laughs> if we want to, if we want to nerd out on Stormlight <laughs> just a little bit real quick. Uh, well, let's do that, please. Um, I think. <laughs> Putting all the Shallan chapters before introducing Dalinar was a bad call. I don't think it was a. I think. Okay. I think they yeah. should have. I think they. I think that Sanderson should have, uh, in, like put Dalinar at least a couple. At least the 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 chapter where Dalinar and Adolin and like the the, the Chasm Fiend and we meet Elakar and everything. We meet Sadius and that first chapter I think should have been a little bit earlier on because i think that shallan chapters i actually i think shallan's a pretty awesome character personally i never really had much of an issue with her i do know that she's like the least liked character in the first book and kind of probably into the second one too for a lot of people but like i don't know i think the stuff that she's doing is actually pretty interesting (laughs) but like i do understand how like but like not as interesting as the shard armor guy leading the <laughs> exactly 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 it's like it's, she's just like ah oh, man like i'm just like a i'm just like a girl who left her village and there's more about me than like On meets the, the eye you know and i was just like uh, whatever like okay sure <laughs> but um like i've read that a million times and that was but like also shalana is so important to stormlight archive though because like especially her the first so like important. her first uh few uh not chapters but just like the first few sequences that are really big for Shallan are really important and very like revelatory and uh, for like what's actually going on in the story you know what i mean like she's so key to everything 
Um, not just her, but the things going that she's figuring out. But that being said, her first couple chapters are pretty boring. And so like having them in there, totally. you haven't met Dalinar yet. She shines an interesting part on a social hierarchy and on the social that you wouldn't well, see And just the her, stuff that yeah. she's learning, like the stuff, you know what I mean? Like she's digging things up, like right, not right. physically, but she's, she's digging up kind of like dirt on like what's going on. And so is Dalinar. Um, and she's with but Jasna. See, but Jasna? Uh, Jasna is Navani's daughter, right? Yeah, but she's like working for her, yeah, right? She's exactly. a scholar. Scholar. But anyway, scholar. I know it's been a while since we've read this. She's it's been a while since we read these books. But I, but the point is, is that I kept telling Vaughn like, you need to get to, to the Dalinar chapters because then it'll because then it'll all start to because it's just it's just it's Kaladin, Shalon, Dalinar. Once you've read Dalinar, it's gonna go back to Kaladin, and then boom, now we're in here, and these are all the characters we got to pay attention to. Does Adolin have chapters in Way of Kings? Or I can't remember. I. Does I think he? so. Okay. Yeah, no, he does. Remember. Or do we just see him through Dalinar's eyes? I'm pretty sure he has I his don't own chapter. It's all big blur. Uh, like, I would Dude, bet some um, money. Actually, news. Here's some news <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> nice. Oh my we, God. Get, we knew we'd get uh, there. I don't know. I posted about this a while ago, but um, for anybody that was curious, it didn't see my Instagram post or my TikTok post or anything like that. The new Stormlight Archive book, book five, Ooh. Wind and Truth is what it's called, uh, is coming out. It's coming out on December 6th, 2024. So uh, for anybody that was curious about what we're going to be reading on the podcast, you, you, you bet your butts, you bet your bottom dollar, everybody. Chad and I will be reading. Oh, uh, the way of Kings. We're going to be reading words of radiance. We'll be reading Oathbringer. (laughs) We'll be reading rhythm of war. And then we will be reading wind and truth. And I am going to try my very freaking hardest to get Brandon Sanderson on this podcast i want oh. him on this podcast he is gonna get some emails we're never listening <laughs> brandon, brandon we're coming for you we need like half an hour of your time that will spill over into three hours and i'll i'll make all i'll write all the necessary apology letters i'm sorry his person only said that he didn't after we read um Warbreaker because he was busy doing something uh, i think probably yeah, in the no, middle midst it. of his like year preparing for his year of branderson of branderson <laughs> of brandon sanderson his year of branderson he, re- he released five books this year Five books. Yeah, so he was that a busy man wild. and a little old me. But he did say that the the person I was emailing said that they talked to him about it, and he said that he would love to come what? on our podcast. Oh, uh, so he's goodness. aware of us. The seed has been planted, okay. and All we're right. just watering. He might be it, busy. You know? He might be busy around then. But folks, we're going to try our, da- our our damnedest and our darndest to get him on. Yeah, you can't do five books every year, so we're going to get him. And I think uh, Adeline is a POV character. He has a bunch, uh, about as much page time as uh, Dalinar does. Remember, because he's like all emotional and he kind of provides the emotional side of the character <laughs> or of the book. Are you talking about, you mean, you mean, are you, I'm, I'm talking about Adeline, not Adeline. Kaladin. You're getting the mix. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Adeline. No, no, oh, no okay. I'm talking about Adeline. I guess Kaladin is, yeah, Kaladin's like sad emotion. Yeah, Kaladin. But, you know, like, I don't know. Adeline's always just like, what was I love Kaladin about? so much. Um, but like, man. <laughs> Dude, that makes me uh, no, cry. I, dude, I, I really Kaladin love Kaladin. He, he's a great character, but also I just I, I I've never liked the like ah, I care too much trope like very much. You know what I mean? Really? Like, that is yeah. kind of like his thing. Man, but, but I I get it. It's it's also totally more nuanced than that. Totally I know. I know that there's someone who is like a total Stormlight nerd in here that's just like Evan. You have <laughs> no like idea. Like, I know. Sky. I know. I'm sorry. As the storm comes, I care too <laughs> that's much. That's literally what's going on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, when he's pulling the soldier across the thing out of the way of like the yeah. troops you know he's he's caring too much about this uh, that i just weep no it's so good like, so, Vaughn keeps calling me and he's like that's how you know it's a good oh, book. he's so excited about it like and he 
it's it's cool too because like um he's so excited that he has you know three more books and then a fifth one coming out next year like it's good that he's excited uh, but anyway sorry that was um that was a huge sidestep no that was good we should we should take advantage of as many rabbit trails this should be the year of rabbit trails where we just say yes to yes, all side anything. conversations and when does this book come out uh, december 6th is part. when this so okay. about almost a year from now um so we'll see i was gonna say it's gonna be really hypocritical of me being like we should read a lot of standalone books after we get done with these two is i'm gonna if that book was out i'd want to reread because i really want to it's been oh, on my mind you know it's one of those books we that have you can to never about, get free we have to do it you just orbit them you know and i, I feel them calling my it's, name and so i don't think i'd be able to let more than a year go by without we're definitely gonna again. be reading stormlight on here like the, i don't oh yeah it's gonna be like the biggest fantasy release of the year Oh, like easily, hands down. right? I mean, yeah, like probably in page count also. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my Lucy god. I don't Brandon. know how many pages it's gonna be. Because <laughs> they've gotten bigger every one, right? Uh, I think. I think. I thought the words of Radiance and and Wave Kings were like about the same. I could be super wrong about that, um, but I know Oathbringer is longer. Oathbringer. Yeah, I remember bringing that on a vacation, and I always try to bring two books when I go on vacation. I was like, what if I finish one? And the person who was watching, it was with me while I was packing, was just giving me such a hard time, because they're like, you're bringing another book on top of that one? I was like, I might finish it. They're like, you're not going to finish it. They were right. I didn't finish it. <laughs> I, I brought Memory of Light, the 14th uh, Wheel of Time book on tour. Um, Wind and Truth uh, on Amazon, it says 1,248 pages <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dang it's nuts that he has it like fully finished enough to the point that amazon has the page count like yeah, a year I wonder in what advance they're doing. Like, what is I don't to know. do i don't know yeah. i should know i don't know like yeah hopefully you will know sometime soon well, i hope so like how long does it take to do the cover I mean, obviously, we don't want to have ai doing it though honestly i could get you one in 15 minutes from now probably pretty good and like like marketing um well, yeah, but like, I just don't get it. I mean, like, we don't I, have to scribe it out by hand so anymore. With my limited knowledge of the publishing <laughs> industry, I mean, like, as much of a of a, of a front lister as Sanderson is, um, as much of a featured art, author as he is, uh, I mean, Tor still has books to put out. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that that's probably like they probably have books that that they had gotten that. Like they have like a, a schedule. They can't put out a bunch of books. Sure, they have like more authors than just right. Him, and they so can't they just think. like they can't put out like fifteen tour books in a month because then they'll lose sales on like you know what I mean. Like they they have to like stagger out all their releases so that every author gets time to shine. There's market share. Sure, to exactly. Book so like um, they have to like spread it out. Actually, I mean like less than a year from announcement is actually like pretty cool. You know. Um, I'm because uh, I think yeah, like uh, nice. that new that new Jay Kristoff book <laughs> Empire of the Damned got I think it was like a year and a half or something like that. It was like a I remember when I because I saw it and I was like, dude, that's way too long to wait. Like, oh my gosh, this that that'll take forever. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, oh my God. we're talking yeah. about Murtag. <laughs> we got there, man. Wow, that was crazy. But uh, yeah, Murtag, very much enjoying it. Really good story of like. I mean, yes, there is a prota or an antagonist that the protagonist is fighting against, but it's really not about that. It's really about Murtag, like almost defeating the the demons sure. within and the demons of the past, and like 
of the super present as well uh, without giving any spoilers away. But there's like this one scene that you're just like, oh no like no like he was doing so good and then like a thing happens and you're just like not only is it a very emotionally trying scene but it just like you're just as a reader very frustrated because it's like counter to the super growth the thing that he's really struggling with and trying to overcome you're just like oh man rough stuff man but uh yeah, surprisingly handles it with grace. Anyway, I won't say more about it. I do recommend it a lot. If you haven't read Aragon books, doesn't matter. You could start and read it without reading any of the Aragon oh, books. Okay, it will definitely aid your understanding if you haven't, because there's a lot of references to it, but you don't necessarily That's have cool. to. Yeah, it was pretty like the depth of it was good. You can tell an adult wrote it, like a 15-year-old. If I read Murtag and someone told me a 15-year-old wrote that, I would have arched two eyebrows in the direction of Ghost Rider sure, for sure. But he's like a 40-year-old man. It was like, this person lives some life. <laughs> yeah, some totally. Life. Yeah, the one thing I think is funny is like, there's like a, a constant attempt at romance in like Murtag's brain, kind of. <laughs> uh, and it's like not hiding. It's like obviously with Nasawada in the last book. And like, it's like, he tries to have romance in his book without the other character being there. And it's like, kind of there. Don't but... you need another person for uh, a romance? Like they... Yeah, it's, it's just like just weirdly like a part of the book, you know. You know, <laughs> mine, mine. Yeah. I have the same experience. It resolves in a really satisfying way. It's a little fast. You're like, oh wow, and we're here, cool. But there isn't. There is a problem. Like it could go on for more books, but it is very much resolved. It could just be like, like the ending was kind of like, and together we face this thing that will we need to overcome. And it's like they they beat the immediate threat of it kind of but it's still there so if he wants it's very like cleverly left open so if he feels like writing more he absolutely has the content and the book pointed in that direction to create more but if he didn't it's a finished series Damn, that's really cool yeah i thought so um i finished another he who fights with monsters wow, I have one left. You. you're one doing it left i know i'm so stoked yeah i'm on the sixth Whoa. one i just finished the sixth one so i've got one left the Damn, long that's one that's awesome Tell me about it. Yeah, they're all really sure. short. Yeah. You know, and I had the audiobooks. I've heard the narrator. So while I was like really graphic good. designing and working on stuff, it's very I've heard, good. Yeah, I've heard yeah. the narrator for Murabot is let me look that up real quick, just for everybody, just uh so we know who the person's name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can give them credit. I should know uh, and be promoting them as someone trying to get into We're the industry. Narrated by Kevin R. Free. So, Kevin R. Free. I should have known it was a Kevin. Kevin's are all great dudes. <laughs> sure. Oh, the person that's narrating uh Mage Errant as uh I read them on, on paper, but or not paper. I read them on my Kindle, but I looked up the narrator in case I wanted to read the audiobooks. Read the audiobooks? It's a funny statement. You know what I mean. <laughs> you know. I do. It's not even a wrong statement. Well, the really. person, reading is broader than just reading with your eyes. If anybody is interested in um, the, the Mage Errant audiobooks, uh, Ralph Lister is the narrator, and he actually narrates all, or maybe not all of them, but most of the, Mal the Malazan Book of the Fallen books. Uh, and he is a really, really Ooh. good narrator. So yeah, sorry, another little, another little deviation there. Tell me more about Murderbot, please. Yeah, it's you know since I was listening to the audiobooks, since I was reading, I'll, I'll do what you did. Since I was reading the audiobooks, I was able to kill them because I was on like two and a half times speed or whatever. I was able to kill one in like sure. an hour and a half. Yeah. Like they're short books, and so it was more like listening to a movie than it was like a whole book. Yeah, and I would again say as kind of maybe has even been like a unconscious theme for me over the last few months of like reading books fast and or, or rather i should say more generally the length of time you spend reading the book series affecting your experience of it and i really think this one you should just yeah. crush 
I think I think that's my opinion, becoming my opinion on most book series, just to get through them quickly and just uh, they're just better that way. I feel like yeah, I don't more, rush them, but like um, also knowledgeable. like like right, don't do like, what don't we sprint, did with Faithful but... and the Fallen and, and Red Rising, where like now like, exactly yeah we took forever for Faithful and the Fallen. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. People are like Chad wants me to read faster. No, I mean like <laughs> I feel like I really do feel that if I had read Faithful and the Fallen and like. Th- like three weeks or something like that i think i would have a different opinion about it and i know that that sounds weird because it's like you're still reading the same words but it's just i don't know man like something something about it yeah you can become tired it's weird yeah it's very it's a very odd phenomenon i don't know if it's just you and me and nobody else deals with it but i think some people listening probably get it for sure totally and like there's an element of like you know i you know someone could argue the opposite side where it's like were you specifically read murtag slower because you were trying to draw it out and it was like ah I would just kind of draw it out the um the element like the last ten percent of it or something though right yeah yeah the last ten percent just having the like idea of it in my <laughs> life like having a really exciting thing sure. to read it was like what more what I was drawing out than the actual Murtag story itself but since the Murderbot series is so short you really can just kind of like crush it and get all the way through it because I feel like if you read it over time it would get real tiresome because it's a bit samey like there's like like Murderbot is like watching soap opera tv shows kind of being as you said and so a few weeks ago that inspired me to read them morose and just wondering about the society and his place in it uh and then like some sort of minor conflict happens that's usually a conflict of other people in fact entirely a conflict of other people and he fixes it or help is involved in some positive way and that's typically like the arc of the story and then each one almost is is like I would definitely recommend reading them in order, but they almost are like standalones, you know, they're in little stories, but they're very much like that kind of happens every book so far. And there's not like an overarching bad guy. There's not even really side characters like there are there's characters that are that you encounter multiple times. But and I would even say go so far as to say that the story is a lot about Murderbot's relationship to friendship, but it's not about a specific friend. It's more about his relationship to like the idea of friendship yeah. you know so you know i would say if i had one critique about it it could have a little bit more like strength in its side character category because if you don't like the murder bot you probably won't enjoy these books because you're with him the entire time so you know there could be more more characters perhaps but with the length of story i'm not really putting too much a critique on it because it's just like it's just like a little thing if you don't it's like an hour and a half of your time you know i don't really know what the point is you know like i really hope this isn't necessarily a critique because i'm not finished with it yet but i hope that at the end i go oh what a cool lesson learned or what a cool thing that murderbot noticed about society and the way that he sits in it it's fun and it's really interesting right now but i haven't seen like any growth necessarily like a little bit it's a little bit if you dig you can definitely find some growth but he's more like a little bit pessimistic and just kind of, I don't know. He doesn't grow that much. Well, it, I don't think the series is over yet, right? There's like, no, no, no. I, like there's more. Yeah, yeah. There's one book left, and it's the one that's the that's full length the, book. So it's actually is that the last one though. Oh, it, oh mm-hmm. so Martha Wells isn't doing any more Murderbot books. That's the final. Oh, oh, oh! oh okay. I didn't no, I misunderstood okay. your question. Okay. I have no idea. I hope she continues on with it. Definitely, because if you add it all up, she really has like two books. It's written, funny, Martha you know? Wells was writing fantasy books, and I'm not—I don't think that she was like obscure in any way, really. But um, I think like she had been writing fantasy books, you know, seeing some uh, some modicum of success. But then when Murderbot came out, they like blew up. They're really popular. They're making a show out of it and stuff. It's just funny because like she was writing yeah, fantasy surprised. for so long, and then wrote some sci-fi, and boom, you know. And then um, 
Oh, weird. She just put out Witch King this year, which I really want to read that too. Gosh, so much I need to read. Wow. The lesson there is like, what? Always try new things, right? If you're like, I've been making steaks, I suck at it. Maybe you're a dessert just, guy. Just do what feels right. I mean, like if you just do write what you want, you know, like, I mean. Have fun with it. Sounds like she had an idea <laughs> and wanted to write some sci-fi and it worked out. And it worked out really well. I'm really enjoying them. You know, it's like the, I'm trying to find why, I'm trying to ask myself why I like them so much. And I'm like, oh, it's interesting. It is really interesting. But like, why? Like there's world building, but honestly, it's more of like a, you don't even really, the Murderbot doesn't even care about the world around him, really. He's just like doing things because he feel like he has to. And then like kind of analyzing his motivations afterwards as to like why he wanted to do the thing. And lots of times it's like, ah, I was annoyed and it was that or like, you know, be yelled at or something, you know, just something kind of silly. And he's not, like I said, it's not profound and it's certainly not. And I'm glad it's not a story of this robot finding his humanity. Like if anything, he's finding his differences mm-hmm. and how he's not humanity and how that's totally okay. You know, I guess maybe the lesson there is it's cool to be whatever you are, you know, uh, which is totally. a great message. Um, But, you know, it's not really focused on that but it's very i know i'm not selling it super hard right now being like i don't even know what it's about but uh it's really interesting and i was very intrigued the entire time and i'm stoked to read more of it when we get done here and i get done partying and uh editing this episode of course i want to read stormlight archive Uh, me too, dude. You got me on that, man. Want... Oh, when you said that, I was, I was like, like looking at I like a, a, theme I had like a my side eye like, over my books on my shelf. I was like, damn, man. Like, <laughs> I haven't even read Rhythm of War yet. Like, should I read them twice in the next year or something? Like, yeah, I didn't wait. He's got curves in all the right places, <laughs> dude. Uh, no, we got to read Malazan. We got to, we got stuff to do. Uh, if you want, I know I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again because I want to. If you want to get hyped on the way of kings, re watch Evan's oh TikTok God, video about it. Man, never. I, I watched it. Yeah, it's way down there. It was like two minutes of Evan just being like, "This is so awesome," and and it was just really cool and the best hype track that I've ever heard for way of kings. I, know, I, can't, I can't remember what why it was back when I was still making like really reactionary content. Someone said that it was really unoriginal. Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was your response and it was just like vomiting forth original things that are all really awesome and you <laughs> I know, it's about like it it really great. original. Like what? It, really yeah, it original. kind of blew my mind because I was just like, dude, like the, <laughs> there's so many points about this that are I've never seen right. this before. Like what are you talking about? And like you can say a lot of bad things about that book, but like that's I know, it's, not it's, it's one so funny them. too because I feel like you could lay the label of unoriginal at any book's feet, really. You know what I mean? Like like oh, totally. this book this book has totally. swords, so do a million other books. Like this book has horses. Like oh my god, do you know how many books have horses in them? It's like yeah, I mean like we could totally even the Bible. You're like the Samaritan. Aryan tablets. There was a flood. Like, yeah, I mean, like, look at the uh, the the virgin birth. You think they, they they thought of that first? Nope. That's happened in all kinds of different <laughs> stuff. Like that was that was not. Yeah, I mean, it, no idea is brand new. So it's just like there is nothing original under the sun. And you know, it's the, the the most ironic thing about that is that there's a part in the end. I believe it's in the a of the the end of the way of kings where Wit is talking about novelty and like it's almost like Sanderson like knew people were gonna be like or not even knew that they were gonna say it about way of kings but i feel like he had heard that critique so many times and he had one of his characters who i feel like wit is brandon sanderson or uh, or hoyt or whatever but anyway and that'd be an interesting like dark well, tower I think that, sort like, of thing he, do, like it's right? the closest thing to his actual thoughts is hoyt but that's that's just like my theory i don't know i think it you're right down or whatever um but like it's just interesting because it's it's like it's, it's almost like we assign some sort of like moral failing to something to writing something that's not 
100% original. Like somebody messed, like you, yeah, like you did something bad did. because it's similar. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, well, no, it depends. Plagiarism it, it depends on bad, what you right? do, right? Like, I mean, it depends on how it's done. Like, like if you're taking the essence of an idea, right? Like if you're doing an A to B road, road trip story to get two closers to get closer to each other, or to, excuse me, to get two characters to get closer to each other. You know how many times that's been done? Like it's been done so many times to death. It's been done to death, but people can still keep so doing it and it works. But like if you do it and use the same names and use the same uh, exact plot line, like down to like uh, beat for beat uh, dialogue and you use the same um, like world building stuff. That's like, that's like super, like if I wrote a book that was like, okay, so in this world, uh, they have to, they have to build the buildings a certain way because the storms always come in one direction and they're really intense. Right. Right. Like in this world, there's dragons that can't see it evening. Like, dude. Yeah, I mean, the, it, you know, that's, that's why there's like copyright lawyers and people that specialize in this kind of stuff. But my point is, is like, like saying something is unoriginal. It's just like kind of a weird critique to me. Like in my in my mind, totally. it's like, well, okay, like is it is it plagiarism? Like, that. are they are they literally plagiarizing it? Because then, yeah, I'm with you there. Like, I'm totally with you there. Is right. it similar? That's. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> of course it like, is. There's like, a line. It's funny it because it's hard to quantify. Like, I don't know how to make a law about it, but you definitely know it when you. I see think it. that's like that's how it is in in music too. Like there's some things you hear in music yeah. where he's like, dude, like that is like, like last dance with Mary Jane and, um, Cal, uh, Danny California. Like the, that's, that's like the same song. Like it, it's, it's like a really similar song. Like, I mean, it's very like, similar, <laughs> but I mean, all top 40, you could do with four, right? Chords. But it's like the, the finer details are where it starts to, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like the way that Danny California's guitar line is played and like the way that it feels is exactly mm -hmm. the same as Last Dance with Barry Jane. If they were the same chords, but they were played differently, and like the, the specifics. Totally. As a drummer, I've often wanted this bit, if you'll, if you'll allow me to rabbit trail a little bit longer here. The, I've always wondered, because like it's really unique in an instrument in that like there is drum beats that are exactly the same from song to song. You know, like, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you, can, and you can't copy, obviously copyright that beat. So like as a drummer, how do you approach being this the same as other bands oh or trying yeah. to be unique i guess is a better way of trying it. to be unique when i was writing drums i just yeah Good, um, do that. Okay. but did you ever be like this is exactly the same as the stroke song or whatever um, no because like i mean with with this with a song it's like there's so much more happening also you know what i mean like uh, sure. so like even if i played the same beat but just in your creation process, so like obviously um, it's going to manifest differently with yeah. the other instruments. But as you were, were you like, oh, I need to add in a little snare right there just to make it change? Uh, my only concern was like playing the thing that suited the song the most. You know what I mean? Yeah, as I didn't really be. care. Yeah, that's like, the best way to look but at it. Drums are different <laughs> than a guitar. Like, you know, if you're playing guitar, totally. for, if you're writing a song and you, and you have a guitar part and you just like literally play the exact same notes that are, it's yeah, exactly. Way to have it's, a riff. Like, <laughs> it's like, that's going to sound a lot different than me just doing a normal like four on the floor beat. Totally, yeah, it's very yeah, unique in that because, way, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, drums are very versatile uh, also, but it's like, you're really hitting like four things, you know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> you can, totally, especially totally. with and rock like, drums, sometimes they go a little like, like, like rock, rock yeah. drumming. I never used a, I never used a rack tom or anything. It's a drum that would be like in the middle, I guess. Is, so I only use hmm. the floor tom, snare drum, and the kick drum, and then hi-hats, 
crash ride symbol right it's like no, not that many not. options and i wasn't very good either like i wasn't like but i, but I wasn't i wasn't good. playing like virtuoso shit i was playing for a rock band you know what <laughs> sure. i mean i was playing for a an indie rock like major key up-tempo fuzzy rock like rock band and so, like i wasn't playing like a bunch of really innovative like really inventive stuff because i Dragon didn't really Force. need to it was just well, most of the stuff i was playing was very much like four on the floor beats and like it wouldn't have aided the song if you're out back there no it would sound crazy. worse it would sound much worse but that's the yeah. thing is like to, to your question about like originality or whatever it's like i never felt hung up on being like dude that sounds like this beat or this beat or whatever it's like whatever the the song needed because the drums are so important for like the heartbeat of that song but like if we were in practice and somebody played a, like a, a riff or something you know what i mean that was just like wait whoa whoa, whoa. that sounds exactly right. like beat plagiarism fine melody plagiarism but see that's the, uh, that's the funny thing about it though is if i like um if you listen to like um high and dry by radiohead like the the beat for that song is like so iconic like i couldn't use that beat because it's so different you know what i mean it's almost like the more different the beat is the least likely i am to use it because it sounds too similar oh, right. to another one you know what i mean so that's and i feel like that with books too where it's like the more if you copy a specific then it's gonna that's plagiarism like that's that's not original but if you copy like a generality like uh, like if you copy something like um like i was saying before like the road trip thing or if you copy like you know uh this 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 group of warriors has to get together to to have like one last heroic stand against this enemy you know what i mean like how many freaking times have you seen that it's like you can't copyright that right, idea right. it's not it's not unoriginal that 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 those heroes would get together the original part is like what's up with these heroes what's their backstory how do they relate to each other like how do they feel about this situation like those are that's where right. that's where the juice is at but if you tried to right magic rings okay Okay, magic ring MacGuffin you have to throw into a fire at the end of the thing not okay <laughs> if you if your if your critique of the book is that the the idea of the book the premise is unoriginal it's like I don't really buy that but if you're but if you think that like the character motivations or the character relations between each other and their backstories and like how they're feeling about these situations and stuff like that if you think that stuff is unoriginal I could kind of buy that maybe if you'd like already seen that a bunch of times totally. I, I, maybe but still maybe not i don't know it depends on the book it depends on the story but like right like i said it's hard to quantify but you know when but you like, see it so so here's a here's a here's an olive branch i would put out to somebody that says that way of kings is unoriginal which i still think is a ridiculous thing to say but but if you were to say that i would if if your reason for thinking that is because you have a character in kaladin who who cares too much I'd be like, yeah, totally. I 100% agree <laughs> yeah, with you. Sure. Yeah, that trope. is a super tropey thing. If you have the 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 general in Dalinar who is who is so upset about the way that this war is going, you know, what I mean? like yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like so yeah. focused on wars, but also his other relationships also, or whatever. Also, like, <laughs> there is a certain kind of like originality in Dalinar's experience with the specifics of this situation you know what totally. I mean so it's like it's why well it's like said, so yeah. difficult for me to take that argument seriously is just because it's like did you did you read it like did you <laughs> right, right like I don't mean to sound like a dick but like did you read it like <laughs> I'll experience that with like authors that will have on and something like you can look up 
that author being interviewed by other people. And so I'm always like, man, is this like cool content? Cause it's like nothing new. And it's like, yeah, well you're not the first person to review any of the books that you read either. And it's not, it doesn't need to be unique because no one's ever interviewed this author. It's unique just by the fact that this author has never talked to sure. you before yeah. and it will be a new conversation. Even if, yeah. you know, even if some of the topics are the same, you know, we'll still have different ways that it'll come out and the ball will be bounced a little bit differently as the conversation proceeds. Yeah. I mean, then I, I've, I've um, talked to different, uh, um, other aspiring writers like myself and stuff too that are, you know, they're worried that they're they're not coming up with original ideas and things like that. And it's just, dude, I scrapped a whole book because that's why I was worried about it, and it was just garbage was it, what though? I was writing. Yeah, because I was trying to be unoriginal, and that was all I was focused on. And so, and I, and I was also like very um, not productive as well. I'd barely written yeah. a story because I had a lot of it made in my brain, but I kept trying to, I kept getting. St- stuck because i couldn't move forward because everything that i was thinking of was had already I, been I, done i would say and i decided I, that was funny and got out of my way <laughs> that's good i mean now you have fun. fun first and foremost <laughs> i mean I, I would say like to people if you're listening and you're worried that your story isn't original enough and you think you're copying another author i would say like don't give yourself that much credit <laughs> you're not you're, you're not copy, <laughs> you're 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 so much different i sound so much like robin hobb right now <laughs> no, you t- no you don't, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> i mean that with with so much love like i mean it with so much like you sound like you you sound like you you don't sound like anybody else i mean like it, it, unless you're like unless you're like okay so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna read and uh, uh, i would say you even it's hard to quantify but you right, know what but you're I mean, doing like, it if, too if like, you if here's 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 my barrier and uh, I'm not speaking for all of the literature world or anything like that. But but I, what I will it, say, though, it. is like, unless you're taking a Robin Hobb book and literally copying chapter by chapter, scene by scene, and just changing the names of things, that's my line. Like, if you want to write a book about right. a kid whose father abdicated the throne, and now that kid needs to be trained in some sort of art that and he's like a that sounds like that's a literally book. what assassin's apprentice is and i would read it again i, totally. I would totally read it again i read name 100%. of the wind and it's basically harry potter like we just recommended you just recommended a school magic exactly school trip. I've done this it's exact been same thing. so like yeah before. don't worry about it like if you like if you're being authentic the authenticity will come out um you don't have you don't have to worry about you. the you know am i copying this am i copying this now that's not to say that you might have accidentally um thought of it this the same Cross idea you know what I mean? Uh, but if that is a thing, like if it's, if you just happened to have thought of a specific, like if you had never read, I know we're talking a lot about Stormlight right now, but if you had never read Stormlight Archive and you had an idea that storms would be able to give somebody powers, um, that's also not plagiarism because uh, I'm pretty sure that, isn't there an X-Men character that is able to manipulate storms? Storm. <laughs> Name Storm? Yeah, name is Storm. <laughs> I know it's not the exact same thing, but it's like, I don't know, I wonder where Sanderson got that idea. Like, I like it's... A lot of magic storms um, out I, there. I'm not saying that, I, that Sanderson definitely got the idea yeah. from X-Men, but like, he probably... I wouldn't say he didn't either. Right. He didn't live an X-Men-less <laughs> childhood. Let's just call it that. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that. I mean... But, but see, what Sanderson did was like, the storms... Uh, interact with the world in a, in a very specific way. You know what I mean? That's not right. like X Men. So very unique um, way. But yeah, I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit right now. But like, just remember, like you know, um, these stories are also nuanced, and everybody's brains are so different. And um, you know, don't sell yourself short. Like, if you're writing stuff and and you're having trouble, and you're like, ah, it's too similar to others, just finish what you're doing. Finish it. Keep revising it. Like, someone will point it out. Like, if you know, um, if you get an editor or like, if it's yeah, too much, like, yeah. 
Uh, and, and that's why it's also really important to read a lot. Like, read a ton. Like, if you're worried about not being original, totally. read more stuff in your genre and, like, see if you see if. Right. That way you're copying like five different hey, books. Hey, that's, to one, my, you know? that's what I do. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Do Just take a little bit from a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. Sad. Yeah. Honestly, though, like, for real, you're a boy, you're, you're like a, a blender, you know, just take a little bit. I feel like it's, um, it, the know it, the, the, you know, what you, when you see it thing is kind of like, it's an interesting, because it's like, it's so vague, but also it's like, it's, so it's like big, when people yeah. when when people get mad that there's like and I know it sounds ridiculous, but I've like seen these conversations on Reddit. Like I know how, <laughs> that it sounds like I'm making stuff up, but like people get mad that there's like horses in a in a book. Yeah, because it's what? like it's like why would there? Because <laughs> you know, there's, there's been like this long-standing discussion of like what should we like call like can you have like potatoes in your world? You know what I mean? Like, like right, that's the same thing of being like storms happen in nature, right exactly like. but it's like but it's like, <laughs> like if you're the, the whole point though is it's like like would you this is a good one like would you be able to have a croissant in your book 100 percent. okay but see but like a lot of people would say no because that's a french word that you're that we i know what? i know i know I know. Um, that's actually one thing that I think Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros does really well is that in the very beginning, it's, you know, she kind of, it's just covering her tracks, but like it still, I mean, technically works is that she says that this is like a, it's like a transcribed from the original language of this world into English. So it really just like covers all oh, the bases, okay. you know what I mean? Because it is kind of a, an, an interesting conversation where it's like, okay, but like the word croissant is a French word for this specific pastry France doesn't right. exist in this secondary world. Why are you using? But you didn't even but, know English, but also but it's France. like it's right. like okay, but if we go down this road, <laughs> then then we can't use any right. words at all. Like any yeah, word. it's like because yeah. every word comes from a different language, comes from a different language, comes from a different thing. Well, I like the um, this book was translated because then it could just be like, well, it was bread that was shaped similar. There was no direct translation, so but the croissant was the right. nearest shaped piece but, of bread to that one. To it was be kind totally of fair, made in the morning. To be totally fair, though. A lot of people, when they read stuff like that, it does pull them out of the story, which is valid. It's valid I, as hell. Like, I mean, like, it's... I don't... Like, so they can't have swords? They can't have see, shoes? See, that's the slippery slope have, little like, thing we're dealing with here, where it's like... Well, you said horses. That's a pretty... I feel like we're down a long sure. way on the slippery um, slope. You are, you're right about horses. I'm talking more about Chris Sopper right now. But, like, I just mean that, okay, like, okay. if somebody reads... I've seen people say that when they, when they read a word that is, like, very... I was gonna say like one of one of specific to our word like schooner to describe a ship. Yeah, but like that's a word. It's it that's that's just as right, much it, a word as the word forth. the. So like, do you not have the word the in your right. book anymore? But right. like that's obviously it's like no, we have to draw a line somewhere. But it's it's so arbitrary. It's like it's like then you know it when you see it kind of thing. And it's why right even if you draw the line just around nouns, that's still but that's a why lot. that's <laughs> you why use. you know when you start getting in the weeds with this kind of stuff. When you start getting in the weeds with like colloquialisms. When you start getting in the weeds with um, whether or not something is original, how to what level is it novel? To what level is it original? Like I think that the best the best the course I, the best course of action is to just have your taste and then apply it only to what you like, which is one hundred percent valid. Like that's, I love croissants. Yeah, I love croissants too. But like, <laughs> but like, I, and that's why um, you know I I get into the the objectivity weeds a little bit sometimes when I'm when I'm discussing art critique and stuff because like to say something is objectively bad because of your own personal arbitrary lines that you set for things like novelty and for things like colloquialisms and for things like story structure and it, that are all predicated on kind of like collectively agreed upon 
uh, constants and axioms that we all have applied to stories over the course. Like it's, it, we start getting totally. really into the weeds there, and it's like, it's yeah. like nothing well, means know, anything, and everything means nothing, and like, it, it, it's like, it's like, okay, right, slow down. Just what do you? It's 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 right. like what do I even enjoy anymore? Because <laughs> like a little bit of it, I do agree with. Because if you have your character level, like giving a speech, trying to rally the troops, and he ends it with "pedal to sure. the metal," right? In right. his fantasy world, that I'm like, work. that's ridiculous. How right. would he know? That's based off of you understanding see, what a car is. The interesting is. thing like, here, you know, so you, I would say, avoid maybe, stuff like that. But see, that's the interesting thing about this is because while that would pull you and me and a lot of people out of a story, it's not going to pull everybody out. So it doesn't necessarily. No. If, and it does mean something. It inspires. If your a judgment feeling. for whether or not something is objectively bad is if most people wouldn't like it, that's a weird road to go down too. You know what I mean? So like, but like, <laughs> but I think that I mean, I for you, it makes sense in the book without getting too so, so, too far down like, the slippery slope. Because I get but I there. Agree I agree with you. you. If there. I was reading a, a horse charging scene and somebody said pedal to the metal, <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, where the hell did that come from? But also, I think that it's like, <laughs> what if there was like a scene later? Where there was a pedal or something that was like like applied, I'd feel I'd feel <laughs> like the that's buggies a dumb thing like... <laughs> to say. But like, yeah, I, I I do think that it's like wherever your line is, that's valid for sure. It's a really fun conversation to have, but there's just so much nuance to to these kinds of bookish conversations. You know what I mean? Like, it's just <laughs> I almost want to just be like, yeah, well, that's just like your opinion man <laughs> your i feel opinion, like that's what man. every conversation boils down to like you can have the most articulate like most it's either that or a defining of words right which which just gets Almost into hair splitting anyway boils down to people defining right. their words it gets down into hair splitting anyway i mean it's, and it's i mean that's why i liked it earlier when you said you know it when you see it you know it's like it's like i yep. know like i when think about it. i think about why books are good all the time it's like what i do every single day not not why books are good but why i like books right i think about it constantly mm -hmm. but like oh interesting I do yeah i mean i just think i'm like constantly thinking about like why does this work for me what is what is it about this that i really liked why didn't i like this how come this took me so long to finish how come i like this dialogue so much how come oh yeah i do that about books right. themselves but not like the actual no, but reading. like that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking about constantly um from from my own personal taste it's really interesting it's like endlessly fascinating to me to like think about that kind of stuff why how come how come when i picked up this stephen king book I was able to read 50 pages in less than an hour without even feeling like it. But when I read Scholomance, it felt like I was pulling my own teeth when I read 50 pages. You know what I mean? Like, what is that? Right, like, what right. the hell? But why? And also, not even what not elements? just that, but like, why is it switched around for another person? How come somebody would be able to read an entire Naomi Novik book in three hours because they just couldn't put the thing down? Right. And many times you can even find similarities. In and the it story. just comes down to personal taste. It just comes down to like. But and then you get into the conversation where it's like, okay, well, well, well where did that taste come from? Like, where, <laughs> like why? <laughs> it's just like, why does Chad like war so hmm, much? Maybe we need to unpack that. Chad needs to lay down on a couch and like tell oh me what's gosh. going on with him. Dude, book therapy. But, but um, a lot of it has to do with um, like what you were introduced to as a kid, you know. So it's like, uh, like uh, we were just talking about Skyrim. When I first played Skyrim, I was twenty. I was I was really or twenty two or something. You know, it, it was really important in my life. Uh, but if, but if you, if you, if I had never played it before and you gave me Skyrim, I would like it, but I wouldn't have the same ties to it. Like I wouldn't, and it's the same thing with like other fantasy video games and things like that. Really, play right, exactly. Like the first if, time now, yeah, sure, it, it's or good. No, the first one, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, if you gave somebody that, you know, like when I read, uh, like I could, I could read Song of Ice and Fire, 
like over and over and over again and never get sick of it. It's I think some of the, that's because of like, it's like nostalgia. It's influenced by other things that I liked when I was a kid, you know, like it's, it's interesting. Like there's so many things that go into it. And I think that there's so many things that go into it that are a part, whether or not something is objectively good. Like there's so much on the other yeah. side of that. Like some things like cannot I don't know, be dude. objectively I, good. Like there's only only so many things that you can put in the like this thing is objectively good or not. You know, because you have to have a system of of quantifying it, of measuring it. That everybody, no, it's not even an agreement thing. That is just like there's an objectively good way to build a bridge. Well, right. <laughs> like there's a better way than other ways. Like there are like if, if there the are a stand, lot of objectively good ways to build a bridge right i mean i would say compared to like one that is falls there an the objectively water, you know, a, this one's objectively better it's accomplishing the act of bridging better than right. one that That's, doesn't yes the breaks yes. but right. but is there an objectively yeah. best bridge oh i guess i have no idea right then you're, yeah, but no. i see what you're saying though yeah because like you know like it's better to put the roof on the roof as opposed to under on the ground <laughs> maybe we're beating this conversation to death but like i've had these kinds of conversations with people <laughs> invariably it kind of like boils down to like oh so just like everything is good like just like nothing (laughs) like i could just like pee in a dixie (laughs) cup and put it on the ground call it art and it's the same exact thing as vincent van gogh and it's like by my logic sure but like also that's kind of like a ridiculous thing to say but like also like (laughs) like 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 things have outer bounds but they're really hard to like define it, like pee in a cup is obviously not art. okay so like, this is a good example so like if, if i wrote a paragraph right now of just random words that i didn't get any editing nothing and i called it a uh, a story right um and then i and then you read that and then you read lord of the rings i think you could call lord of the rings an objectively better story than what i wrote like I think, and I would, and I would give that to you. Like I, I think that, <laughs> and like you, and I, and I don't think that that really breaks my logic chain too hard. Um, but, but like I think no, that I, I think that um, a lot of people are are hesitant to have the objectivity in art conversation because it can lead down a certain kind of like, oh well, then how do we know anything okay. is good and how do we know anything is bad? And it, and it, and it like freaks people out a little bit. Cause it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm really not trying to draw this out of this <laughs> conversation so out, but I, I, to play devil's advocate a little bit, I, I think God, that I fucking hate devil's like, advocate. your book compared to Lord of the Rings is not object. Like Lord of the Rings is not objectively better than your book. And I, and I say this because the thing measure and quantify about a book, like, does it have like a flow and structure and an ending and a beginning and things that like we kind of need that I would, I would argue that a story would be objectively, you know, most stories would be objectively worse without your book has all of those things. And so if we start arguing about the differences, we're actually arguing about the little teeny things. And those books, those things are really subjective. So as long as the story kind of like checks all the big, but as long as the house has a roof, then it's like, it might not be objectively better. You know, we, we're kind of arguing about the faucet. Maybe. Color or something, you know? Because um, I totally get what you're saying. But like, and like, you know, it, like no, no, no shade on you. But it prob- Lord of the Rings probably is objectively better. Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of arguing that it's well, not. I'm, talk- I'm not talking about books that. I, I'm talking about like, I'm talking about like a kind of like, like rushed collection of words. Like if I wrote a hundred words right now and called it a story and just. Yeah, that probably wouldn't be objective. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about my books. I was talking about like like a like a crappy little like 
not even crappy, but just like a, a little collection of words, like on, oh, on in a Microsoft sure. Word document, right? And I just like right, right, right. Or like Go Dot Go, right? But you know what I mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> I love Go Dot Go though. What a tale. I feel like we're both arguing the same thing, but like you're, you're getting in the way. We really are. <laughs> Intentionally. But yeah. Uh, if anybody's still here with us, thank you for hanging out for this extremely long New Year's Day conversation. Also, we should wrap up because I got to get out of here. I have one. No, oh, go, go for it. Nope. If you're going to have the thought finish. Okay, cool. The last thing that I want to talk about is last week, yeah, and we'll, we'll be quick about this, but I just want to say that I watched it because you were saying that you watched Scavenger's yeah, Reign. Yeah. Um, man, let's have a really long conversation about it sometime not right now because it's really i watched all of it that was out anyway is that very good is the first season entirely out is that so so there's like 12 of them i'm on episode like seven right now Um, i need to keep watching it it's yeah it looks amazing like it's so unique and like the story and like you said something about it's funny that this is actually really apropos because we were just talking about like uniqueness within Mm -hmm. stories and stuff and you, last week you mentioned that it was cool and refreshing that like the alien stuff on this planet wasn't like a bear yeah, fox, yeah, you know, like definitely. two things just kind of mixed together. You were so right. So this, out it's of like, this world. Like, it, it's so out of this world. It's alien and some, and it's just so cool the way that it goes about and like the story. It's a very deep series. Like if you're uh, there, were sometimes I couldn't watch three episodes in a row because it was just heavy. It's a little heavy. Yeah, it's kind of heavy. Yeah, it's real heavy. It deals with like a yeah, lot of I would recommend stuff people and, like, like yeah, at the yeah. chorus of bits of that. Watch meaning, it when you're know, not sad. Lonely. Probably like watch it like yeah. if, you, if you've had a pretty good day so far. If you need to be taken down a peg, yeah. like maybe watch Scavengers Reign. Totally, totally. Because <laughs> man, oh, everything on this planet yeah. is trying to kill them in a horrific and like a really ways. banal way too. That that was right. It doesn't no, care. It's just natural. Like it's just. It, it's like a, it's like a lion death. like gnawing on your skull. You know what I mean? It's just like it just has, it has yeah. to. Like, it doesn't, doesn't care about. Doesn't yep. know you have to go to work tomorrow. You know, it doesn't care. Right, but, right. And then you have kids. <laughs> whatever. Get out of here, zebra. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should talk about that on the next episode because I'll have it finished. We really by should because there's some. Deep uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this um, extremely rambly episode that we did. We weren't really planning on it being a rambly episode. We were actually trying to make kind of a short one, but Chad and I haven't talked in over yeah. a week, and we were best buddies, so. This is uh this is what That's you get. What so um yeah, everybody get two bees together. We start buzzing. Again, baby. also what thank happens. you for such an amazing twenty twenty three, everybody. Thank you for listening along with all these episodes. And if you're new here, I oh, you fucking book me out. Damn it. I, I, Do I, it really fast. Fast. I was making a really okay. sincere I, I was wrapping right it in up, the middle man. of the wrap oh, up. Man. I know, but you were gonna say your tag uh, end line, right. and I didn't want that to happen. Right, I think you would have looked stupid. And I've been really excited because I felt so like disciplined about not opening it. It's a big package too. Okay, sorry everybody. It's a big package, okay. yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I forgot. I forgot. Somebody's like on their this way home from me. work right now because they had to stop the episode halfway yeah, through because I'm it's such a long car. episode and they just want to go inside and play video games. And they're so <laughs> sick of us. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> oh, it's funny as hell. Dude, I'm loving these. Um, Amazon, if you select like comes in a gift or this is a gift, they put in this really fun party bag. I love these things. Things are great. Party bag, baby. It's also tied in a knot one second that's really robust knot fortunately i have a knife i need to get a new knife sorry but dude get this one it's so nice um let's see it says uh it's, it says assassin on it i don't know what the blade is it says it's, on a, the blade. it's a Harns. oh i've had one of those, those are good. it's a yeah. very cool knife this, yeah it's really awesome i like the shape of it it doesn't look like i'm a knife guy you know be a knife guy yeah well i mean you can be a knife guy but like i'm just not you know but i use it so often that i want to have one on me okay, okay it's open, it's open. <laughs> a lot you didn't cut the book, did you? All wrapped up. 
Ooh, nice. Dude, people have been sending me series. Ooh. I love this. This is The Magicians. It's so cool. Um, oh, I man, you'll Rose love it. Man. Speaking of school tropes, really? my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Is oh, school yeah. Magic school, baby. Dude, hell yeah. These books They're are really short, good. I like too? them a lot. Look they get a lot of guy. shit. I thought it was one thick book. I think I was a lot of people out. don't like them, but I like them a lot. I think they're good. I think they're great. Okay, dude, I'm dude they're really good. I think you'll really enjoy them. They're cool. Dude, hell There's a yeah. scene in the second book that has been seriously, I couldn't get it out of my head for like weeks after I read it. It's just it's crazy really? scene in one of those books. Like 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 Malazan type scene that you're like, I can't yeah, get it out of my head. Or, or you'll you'll see. You'll see. Yeah. Okay, okay. This is from uh, Miss Tanaka. Hey. Again, we have some prolific book fairies really in our do. community. Wow. Uh, it says, thank you for the Patreon. Yeah, you are so welcome. She thanked me for a message response on Patreon. Make sure that you hop in and join our Patreon. Please. Um, yeah. So you can talk with Evan and I. It's not only helpful, but it's a really cool little community. Like the book community as a whole and like the one that's around this podcast is so special and awesome to me and provides me so much value. But especially the um, the the top top shelf of our Patreon members is just really, really cool and a really awesome close-knit community so make sure you check that out tanaka thank you so much for talking to me and sending me messages on patreon uh you are so welcome for the conversation and thank you so much for the books i'm excited to read also these. everybody uh like i was saying before before chad so rudely interrupted me with his with his amazing Sorry, gift that he got from somebody but yeah thank you everybody <laughs> seriously for for listening in 2023 for being such awesome members of the community we have a discord we have a patreon we've got our own personal uh instagrams and tiktoks and all that stuff i'm on threads now you can see all my cool snippets of my thoughts that are probably going to end up ruining my career at some point just like they do for everybody on tiktok or on for everybody on threads uh i had never really used twitter really um i was never a twitter person mm -hmm. ever um and then i started Neither. using threads and i um i was like oh, a lot of my followers from instagram carried over to threads so i have like fifteen thousand followers on threads right because it's basically like instagram light right uh well threads is just twitter Basically, yeah. So, uh, so I had never really Instagram. understood the, the appeal of Twitter until I got on Threads, and I was like, "Oh, this is why everybody, because this is like, because you can have like whole conversations, like, and it's like, it's just your thoughts, and it's like, it's much more like casual and frequent. Like, you can just post like kind of like whatever you're thinking, and people can get. Is it because that's like the culture? Uh, on I there? mean, I think that that's just or... kind of the nature of the app. Yeah, but like, um, but I had never really realized. The but like, while I was using it, I was like, oh, that makes total sense. Why like some people have like their entire careers ruined or something because it's like they had like this thought that they just you know uh, sometimes you just have like mm. thoughts you need to just like kind of keep to yourself because like you didn't read the room or like just <laughs> not, not not that I'm like sitting around like thinking of all these horrible thoughts all the time, but it's just like it's like sometimes you just say something a little offbeat because you were just like thinking weird and then and totally you're like i hate dogs something like that <laughs> Next thing you know you're so lighting your car yeah, on fire um, but like i realized like oh wow like, that's why people get in such heated arguments on twitter like all that i had never really understood like why people were like just like screaming at each other on twitter like all the time it's because so like you really just like it's just you're just posting your thoughts and there are so many other people on there and i was just like oh wow geez like i'm just gonna kind of keep it to like but i did i think i did put out like kind of a hot take <laughs> That got a lot of it. Did you? I don't know, man. <laughs> Smash uh, a hot take. Yeah. yeah. If you work for a social media company, change it to the algorithm. Stop promoting oh such gosh, hot take things. I was seeing some pretty. I had to block a lot of people when I first got on. Because then people are incentivized to be a little fucking or to be a little uh, argumentative. You know, and it's a. I posted annoying. earlier a little while ago. It's like I think some people are just coming on the internet just to say things that make people mad. And I think so. Yeah, I think no, maybe they're, they're doing that. 
Um, but yeah, I definitely saw some opinions <laughs> where I was just like, yikes, are you like trying to get in an argument right now? And yes, actually, yes, that is actually yes, what's going yes, on. Because yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just saw some things where I was just like, what a horrible thing. To, oh my God, like that's terrible. Like, why would you say that? And it's like, oh, because they got, because yeah, they got like 5,000 interactions with it and their page grew. But you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, if that if that's how right. you want to rock it, man, like, pff, I wouldn't do it personally. Like, yeah, that's the if you won't say that to the line at someone at Safeway getting groceries, then like, don't say it to some random person on Twitter or YouTube comments. Uh, anyway, we've very much overstayed our welcome. Everybody, thank you so much. Thank you again. Love you all. Uh, we're going to have such That's a good 2024. I hope you, you all have an amazing rest of your day. Thank Here you so much are. for listening. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody. What a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell, dude.